This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is Bennett Kelly. Welcome to another edition of Cyber Law and Business Report. We're broadcasting live from the Internet Law Center here in the Heart of Silicon Beach, downtown Santa Monica. Please be seated. Um, thanks to the Miami Book Fair, we have another special guest. We have author and graphic novelist Robert Sikoriak, and he is here to talk about, among other things, his newest um, work, which is Terms and Conditions, the graphic novel, an unauthorized adaptation of Apple's Terms and Conditions. Robert, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hello. Now, I, I, I was watching a talk you gave on, on this earlier. You, one, you've basically taken Apple's terms and conditions and have um, used cartoons with characters like Steve Jobs and others um, to make this basically a, a graphic novel um, for each kind of phrase or section of the terms and conditions. Yes, that's right. Essentially, what I did was I um, I took the entire text of the iTunes terms and conditions um, that you agree to whenever you um, download the iTunes application, and I took the entire text, uh, which uh, when I started was fifteen thousand words, and when I ended was twenty thousand words. So I I actually made the comic as long as the text, um, and. Um, I took the entire text and I sort of set it to comics. <laughs> that is to say, I um, used the unedited text and um, I combined it with different pages directly inspired by uh, famous pages of comics. So there's a page of there's a page of Batman, there's a page of Spider-Man, there's a page of Peanuts, there's a page of of lots of alternative and new cartoonists. The Simpsons. It, yes, and The Simpsons. And and the what I did was I took the main character and I dressed him in the in the garb of Steve Jobs. So um, some people read it as a biography of Steve Jobs, but it's actually different characters in the Steve Jobs uh, persona, in the Steve Jobs uh, kind of uniform. Richie Rich, among others. Yes. And it was it, reason why. I, and so you were do while you were doing this. Um, the worst possible thing that could happen happened, that being Apple adds to its terms and conditions. Right, right. That that really terrified me. <laughs> Someone said because uh, I had I'd been I'd been sharing the pages as I've been doing them. Um, I made I made a mini comic, which is a, essentially a photocopied black and white version of the comic as I was as I was drawing it. So I was I was distributing those um, to fans and friends. 
And someone said, "Uh oh, I see that they've updated the terms." And I was, I was thinking, "Oh no, I'm 50 pages into this. Um, yeah. what, what what's going to happen? Yeah. What, what what's going to happen?" I I was very lucky that um, they had actually added a part D. The agreement was originally part A, B, and C, um, and they added a part D. So most of the effort uh, that I had to make, most of the changes I had to make, were at the end. And I was, I was sort of, I was drawing it from beginning to end. I was drawing it in sequence. So I was able to add 20 more pages, which actually made my book better because it just gave me more opportunities to parody more different comics. Um, if they had rewritten it, if they had rewritten the document entirely, uh, I would have totally been <laughs> screwed. I'd have had to start from scratch. Um, but they actually only, they kind of did me a favor in a way. They made the, they made the book more epic. And they made it more, um, and they gave, like I said, they gave me more opportunities to explore more different styles. Now, what's, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in, in, full, in full disclosure, the, the terms have since been, since you published this, the terms have changed to yes. this shorter, actually. Yes. Um, it's, it was a crazy, it was a crazy thing, actually. I, um, I had begun it in late 2014. Um, I usually adapt classic uh, literary texts uh, like Macbeth or Wuthering Heights or Crime and Punishment into comics. And I really wanted a challenge. I wanted to sort of break out of all of the ways that I usually make comics. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was thinking around for a text that I could use that was long. I wanted to work with a long text. And it occurred to me that the iTunes terms were notoriously long. It was a joke how long they were. And yes. I thought, oh, well, that's a brilliant idea because it's so stupid <laughs> like why who, why would anyone try to illustrate these it was exactly the kind of thing i was looking for i like to sort of subvert the idea of adaptation and um you know comics that are adapted from other media uh you know that adapt other media so i i loved it because it 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 was sort of sort of it was completely um antithetical to comics and it was also completely um, kind of irrational, which just excited me. So I began it in 2014. In the, in the middle of 2015, as I said, I was about 50 pages in. They expanded the terms. And then um, uh, I, I ended up finishing it. So it ended up being about 94 pages in the original version. And that was posted on Tumblr. And I had distributed as many comics as I said. Um, and then my publisher, Drawn and Quarterly, um, agreed to do a full color edition. So as I was coloring those pages, this was in the middle of 2016, I was keeping an eye out to see if they were going to change the terms again, because I really wanted it to kind of reflect the living document until I finished the book. So um, they did actually add a few more words. They, they, they tweaked it a little bit more. I think it was in September 2015 that they added a little bit more. So as I was finishing it in August 2016, I was kind of keeping an eye on it. And um, in the afterword to the book, I explained that it was the most updated version as of August 2016. Um, and then as we went to press, they updated it again and they made it shorter for the first time. <laughs> now, I, um, I have had no contact with Apple, but even it, when it was on Tumblr as a webcomic, I had gotten a lot of press, and actually some of the people who had interviewed me at the time had reached out to Apple to see if they had any comment, and they had no comment. So I, 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 think, it's, I think it is sheer coincidence that they made it shorter, 
because they've sort of reconfigured the the iTunes application. But it did seem it did seem strangely <laughs> surreal that they they updated it as soon as I turned in the book. If if I had if I had seen that five months earlier, I probably would have like restructured the book. <laughs> so I was actually I was actually they they did me a favor in not changing it so radically. It went from twenty thousand words, and uh, currently I believe it is eight thousand words. I haven't looked at it again, oh. but I think they I think somehow they learned a lesson. Maybe not from me, but from somewhere they learned a lesson to actually make it shorter and more concise. No, um, when they when they expanded it, it's almost as if there was, you know, kind of a field of dreams as seen in the legal department. Someone said, if you build it, he will come. (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to think that we had this collaboration that I'm not aware of, but I'm pretty sure it was it was uh, sheer um, sheer coincidence at that point. I um, because they updated it and they expanded it before I'd sort of gotten a lot of press. But by. November of 2015, uh, I was I was interviewed on NPR on Morning Edition. I was I was I I had um, some pages reprinted on the New Yorker's website. It had gotten around. It had really made the rounds. Um, but the but the color edition just came out this year, um, and that again I updated the text to the to the most recent version. Um, and at that point, it was still in the in the range of 20,000 words. Um, no, and, and just to be clear. What people are reading isn't isn't your characterization of a more editorializing of those terms. They are the terms. Yes, yes. Um, something I really like to do in my comics is I will take a famous novel like Crime and Punishment and I'll combine it with the style of an old comic strip. In that case, I use Batman because I felt like there were parallels between the story of Batman taking the oh, law sure. into his own. Yeah. yeah, into the I take Batman taking the law into his own hands, which is like. The character in *Crime and Punishment*, Raskolnikov, does the same thing. So I like to ju- sort of juxtapose things that don't seem like they belong together, um, and ultimately don't belong together. Batman doesn't belong in Russia in the 19th century, but um, I like the humor. But I also like to sort of like my like my, make my readers sort of think about the connections between these things. For the terms and conditions, um, I was very excited about using that text because it has no plot, it has no characters. So I was able to impose characters from other stories on top of it. So in some ways, it's a commentary about legalese and um, <laughs> and documents that most people find unreadable. But uh, in other ways, it's it functions kind of like a metronome, uh, uh, that a beat that you that you have in your head while you're while you're like reading the pictures. So you're reading the words and you're reading the pictures maybe at the same time, but they are definitely in opposition to each other. Um, Sometimes things sync, sync up. There are times in the story, or rather, I shouldn't say story, but there's times in the in the comic that um, th- there seems to be a connection between the storyline of the images and the storyline of the text. Um, and uh, for instance, there's um there's a, a Peanuts page uh, where Snoopy is dressed as Steve Jobs. And he's walking through the neighborhood and he's looking a little lonely. There's nobody around and he's talking about how you can uh, join a family and, and family sharing allows you to share iTunes products with up to six members of a family. So it's, it's sort of juxtaposing Snoopy's kind of loneliness and alienation from the rest of the Peanuts gang. But in this case, he's like thinking about this family that he might build. 
uh, through uh, through using iTunes. So there's a lot of things like that. Some of which, um, a few, a couple of which I intended, and some of which just happened when I had combined the drawings that I already made with the text that was already written, and then I sort of saw how they fit together. Yeah, and I'm just you know, looking through it again. There's even um, there's a section on the iCloud storage, and which features Wonder Woman naturally. And then uh, <laughs> naturally, <laughs> naturally, and then of course, um, when you're going to deal with external services, you need to bring in Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> now, uh, now, as you mentioned earlier, the iTunes terms and conditions are famous for being probably the most Byzantine terms and conditions out there, um, also because of their length. And there's a, a famed South Park edition, I'm not sure if you're familiar, you probably are familiar with, um, about just how awful the terms are. That's um, quite graphic and mildly disgusting. Right. Um, as South Park is. <laughs> as South Park, as, yeah, by, by definition, usually is. And um, it was that part of it, too? You really wanted to riff on you know, just how nuts in a way these these things are well that was certainly part of it i mean i i i actually really like south park but i don't go where those guys go <laughs> yeah um, so i uh that'd be interesting drawing especially yeah <laughs> peanuts and scooby-doo um <laughs> sure sure um so um but i did i i always like to sort of grapple with big important texts um and i usually mean like you know, aesthetically important or, or like, you know, historically significant. Uh, so I am actually working on a Moby Dick adaptation. And I feel like there's parallels in that Moby Dick is a book that everyone thinks they should read and they feel guilty that they don't. And the terms and conditions are the same thing. It's like, oh, I've agreed to these. I should know what they say. Um, and I had never read them before I start this, started this project. But... Well, I mean, it in all fairness, I mean, Moby Dick is one of the, the, having read it, it's one of the greatest American novels and terms and conditions are terms and conditions. <laughs> right, right. Well, that that actually was part of my issue. I mean, I, I, I made this project as a challenge to myself. I was really trying to find a new way to make comics for myself. Um, and I am a little intimidated by Moby Dick because it is a, it is the great American novel. Um, or, you know, at least one of them, at least on, you know, three days of the week is the great American novel. There's certainly lots of great choices, but I, I am in, I'm such in awe of that novel. It's hard to approach. Whereas right. the, the terms and conditions are both ubiquitous and arcane. Um, and it seemed like something that was, that I could, that I could sort of deal with in a new way. And, um, I, think that I've actually come up with something that makes people read it, whether they want to or not. I've, I've had people tell me that they've looked at the book and they got caught up in the pictures and then, and then, and then, damn it, I actually made them, I actually made them read it because they got caught up in the, they got caught up in the visuals and it, they suddenly got sucked into reading the text, which, um, which I thought was the best thing I could ask for. Um, but, um, the other thing I would say is that I, I didn't really have, I didn't have a bone to pick with Apple. Um, it's interesting to me that the um, 
Apple products are really beautifully designed and really elegant, and I use them all the time. Um, but the the terms and conditions are very clumsy, and they're not they're not aesthetically pleasing. So it's, there's this interesting dichotomy between like what we think of in terms of Apple's products and what their terms and conditions have been. Um, and maybe they're better now. <laughs> but you know, I I kind of wanted to play off of like sort of our ideals of Apple and, and, and the reality of Apple maybe. But, um, but other than sort of aesthetic uh, disagreements with the terms, I didn't find anything objectionable in it as the, as the uh, South Park. As that South Park did. did. Yeah. Now, it, yeah, there is, there is a, a number of cases of people riffing on terms and conditions. And I don't, you know, South Park being obviously the most dramatic one, but there are a couple other I'll highlight you know, for our listeners, and also which you may have been familiar with, uh, in 2010, uh, a UK video game retailer called GameStation, uh-huh. uh, they changed the terms and conditions for April Fools to add the following language: by placing an order via this website, you agree to grant us a non-transferable option to claim for now and forevermore your immortal soul. So, <laughs> and then it went on to explain that they could tender notice of their intention to exercise the option in six-foot-high letters of fire. However, we can accept no liability for any loss or damage caused by such act, of course, you know, because it, it burns your lawn. And um, to their credit, they had an opt-out link in which the user could receive a five-pound voucher um, rather than sell their soul. <laughs> and uh, only um, and what do you think the percentage of people who opted out? Point zero zero one. That's that's the shocking thing. Twelve um, percent. Oh wow! Yeah, so maybe it's the maybe the English gamers are you know, more savvy than normal web web consumers. Um, they've since been bought, but so they haven't been able to replicate the uh, the act. I thought that what they should have done the next year was had um. And had an announcement they were opening a, a subsidiary in Las Vegas to sell souls, but um, <laughs> monetize these assets. But uh, they, they they let it lie. And then just this year, um, another it must be lawyers in uh, in the UK must have <laughs> more access to your drugs that the US lawyers don't. But um, the UK Wi-Fi provider Purple pulled a prank by inserting the following in their terms and conditions. The user may be required at Purple's discretion to carry out a thousand hours of community service. This may <laughs> include the following, clean, cleansing local parks of animal waste, providing hugs to stray cats and dogs, manually relieving sewer blockages, cleaning portable laboratories at local festivals and events, and painting snail shells to brighten up their existence and scraping chewing gum off the streets. And they did that for a two-week period, and um, they had only had uh, how many people out of twenty-two thousand users opted out? Uh, I don't know. The twelve percent is making me wonder, um, I, but I'm, well, I'm going to say five. Let's it, it was just one. <laughs> just one. I, but um, we have one. Well, we're not one thing we can't opt out of right now is we have to take a short break for our sponsors. So we'll be right back with more of Cyber Law and Business Report with Terms and Conditions author Robert Zoriak after these messages. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back, and we're, we're talking... Ooh, sorry about that slight, slight Northern accent. We're back, and we're talking to Robert Sikoriak, author of Terms and Conditions, the graphic novel, and we were kind of walking through some of the, the past pranks that have been done on terms and conditions. There's one last one. I, just wanted to, I don't know if you saw this one. It was by a comedian named Jenna Kingsley. And she did this in 2015 um, where she was just in a park. And I can't really determine where it looks, maybe in the, you know, New York or something. And um, she gave away a free iPad. And all you had to do was just you know click on that you agree to the terms and conditions. And then she would either, one case, she hands, them, you know, it's a woman, she hands them a foster child, said, here, here's your foster kid. And <laughs> she says, what, what do you mean? Said, oh, you agreed to take, take foster children when you <laughs> signed those terms and conditions. Another one, she, she asked for the guy's shirt off his back because he said that was in the terms and conditions. Just to highlight the fact that nobody reads them. And, sure. Which kind of... You know, it's, it's kind of an ongoing, I guess, joke about these these statements. Right, right. I do remember the last one. I do, I do remember that one. Um, I mean, those are all those are all great examples. I actually contacted her. I haven't heard back, but I said, if you really wanted to make a point, she should do that, like in the lobby of an ABA convention, because I bet yeah. your lawyers would be just as bad. And I mean, that would be that would be the irony. You know, showing that the people who write these things. Don't even read them. Right, right. Well, I, um, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I'm the kind of person who would read the article that would say, "Here's the five things you should know about the iTunes terms and conditions." You know, I would read, I would read the summaries that someone else made, but I, I certainly wasn't the kind of person who would go out and read them myself. Um, 
so uh, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that some communities, I guess the gaming community, you know, was 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 paying attention, and maybe they maybe they sent their hordes over to sign up or, right. or, 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 or opt out. Get, get ten pounds, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, five pounds, ten dollars. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure, <laughs> I'll sign um, up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it might be. It may have been a matter of like, hey, look at this thing. We have to <laughs> once once one person finds out, it's easy to get the word out. But um, again, I the same, the same guy who opted out of purple. He told his friends. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I, uh, I I do appreciate the pranks. Now, feedback to terms and conditions. I imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm just speculating, but I'm, have lawyers been kind of some of the more receptive people to this book? Have they, Have they been some of the people who've done what? Who've been more receptive to it? Oh, yes, absolutely. I've talked to a couple of uh, uh, conferences uh, of lawyers, and they've been very excited by it. Um, I think, I mean, it's, I think anyone would, would appreciate the attention uh, paid to their, um, <laughs> paid to their uh, field of interest. Um, but yes, I think, it's, I think I've reached a different audience than I usually reach with my work. So uh, that was very exciting. It was very gratifying to see that they, they got the joke and, the, and that they appreciated it. No, I mean, and having done this, what is your view on these terms and conditions? I mean, on one level, government bodies are encouraging, you know, be have full disclosure and um, provide all this information and make sure you identify this in your terms and conditions, make sure you identify this in your privacy policy. But at the same time, they're they're quite dense in many ways. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. As a cartoonist, my impulse is always to compress. Um, right. And certainly there's many comic books that run multiple volumes, hundreds and hundreds of pages. But when I adapt a, a, a novel, usually what I do is I'll sort of boil it down to its essentials. You know, I, I come from the tradition of newspaper comics and even old comic books in America. Like I grew up reading Marvel comics in the 70s and they would often have like an epic story maybe told in 20 pages. So, um, the impulse in comics, at least from my tradition, is to is to make things smaller. Um, I really wanted to play with length for this for that for that very reason because the the inclination in comics is now to expand. So reading these terms, um, I did in no way want to change them. I wanted to reflect them honestly and 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 perfectly, but. I could tell you how you could shorten this. And I suspect, I've only glanced at the 8,000 word version. I think I've read the terms enough, but it strikes me in the 8,000 word version, they've said, okay, this, this category applies to any use of the, ter- of the iTunes uh, or the media services. Whereas right. previously they would say, okay, this is, for, this is what is the case for Apple TV. And this is the case for buying apps. And it would often be the similar language. So it's easy to think of ways to condense them or to just sort of like re-categorize um, long paragraphs so that they deal with more than one aspect of the service. Um, I feel like in some ways the, the, the terms as I've illustrated them, um, you know, are like, um, are, they're almost like uh, Gertrude Stein, a rose is a rose is a rose is a rose because there's so much repetition in them. Um, I think there's probably other ways to make them poetic without repetitive. 
At the same time, when you do these things, I mean, Apple is very much, as you mentioned earlier, there's a certain elegance about Apple and a certain consistency and dedication to its brand. Yes. Right from, you know, how you know things are inside the wiring and um and so i've often communicated to clients that even your legal documents can can express your brand you know how you structure them well how they look you know i've i've had clients who the, the design clients i said well you should may want to make your agreement look different and that tells them hey we're different we you know we think about design all the time and i had a client actually it's a, a client the rubicon project and we did a a, dash, a privacy policy for their dashboard, and we noted that the average, you know, privacy policy at the time was about twenty five hundred words, and uh, only twenty two percent of internet users regularly reviewed them. And so we actually created something that was simple, um, and under seven hundred words. That's great. That's and great. Just to try to make it, you know. Um, understandable and you know there's obviously there's links for more information and um but we wanted to give like an overview of how they were approaching privacy and um you know that's what we did and right you know, they, they, you know to their credit they were receptive to that that's great i mean i've noticed a number of sites that people have pointed out to me since i made this uh where people explain like you can you know using different fonts or different color coding you can you can make the you can make the text look more interesting more um, accessible it's easier for people to sort of find the elements of the agreement that they want to that they want to read um, so certainly um, <laughs> I was sort of playing against the actual text that was my whole point was to sort of make that part of the part of the experiment the you know my like i say my challenge for myself was to sort of like make make them sort of play in opposition to each other um but certainly um yeah through visual means through mere editing of the text you can certainly find ways to um to shorten make things more concise i mean i think lawyers want to protect everything and i understand right. that impulse but um, it does get in the way of the elegance. What's funny about the terms and conditions is if you go to the Apple website, they've chosen a very nice font. <laughs> but beyond <laughs> that, they haven't dealt. They haven't dealt with the text. They've only they've only made the ridiculously long text look elegant on the page. Um, well, what font is it then? Please share. Um, well, they changed their fonts. Um, I'm not oh. sure what it is now. I, I forget. I mean, it, it it's. Uh, I actually used, uh, I think I used one of the fonts they used on their website um, in the book, and it's a it's a variant of Helvetica. Um, okay. But um, <laughs> my brother's the type expert. I'm going to have to, I'd have to consult with him. But um, it, it, I mean, you you look at them; they tend to be sans serif fonts. They, the the letter forms are very are very pretty. Um, I'm embarrassing myself to all my graphic designer friends because I can't I can't tell you the font off the top of my head. But you know there are people that care about this and really they pay attention when Apple changes the font. They're like, well, but what about <laughs> what about Franklin Gothic or whatever? You know they get very they get very protective. <laughs> I mean I do the same thing with comics. I was very in my book. I also put in a um, a um, 
an appendix so you could look up where each of the comics I've parodied came from because I really wanted I really wanted people to be able to sort of seek out the 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 original versions of what I've parodied here. Um, now, I was actually at a wedding for uh, he may have been an Apple designer and our table uh, was a bunch of designers and for the first time in like wedding history uh, people were talking about fonts during the weddings during the dinner and it just a, an unusual occurrence maybe i go to different weddings than you but i suspect <laughs> that's happened a lot more in my crowd <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to be appearing at the miami book fair and um it is going to be next uh, saturday november 18th <coughs> at four o'clock in the magic screening room and you're going to be doing your carousel event what exactly is that carousel is a is a show that i've been putting on for about 20 years and um it's called uh it's called carousel and the subtitle is comics performances and picture shows and uh, what it is, is cartoonists presenting their work in front of a live audience. Usually that is with uh, projections, um, and it involves them reading the text as the, as the images are projected, sometimes with live music, sometimes I do live drawing um, that is also projected. Sometimes people do collaborative events. I've had, um, I've had a drag star come on and lip sync while his drawings were projected behind him, and that's actually... Uh, Sasha Valor, <laughs> who, who just won uh, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, actually. So I pull in people from different arenas. Uh, Sasha is a great cartoonist, <laughs> but uh, she's also a, a, a drag superstar. So I try to pull in people from the performance world, and I try to pull in people from the comics world and see what happens. So for the show, I have, I'll be presenting with four other artists who have graphic novels uh, that they're representing at the show. And I will actually be uh, reading um, an excerpt, not the entire thing. I will be reading an excerpt from Terms and Conditions um, <laughs> to give people a sense of it. Um, and I, I think that you can get a lot out of um, uh, hearing someone uh, read their comic or, or perform or present their comic, however you want to put it, because I think it gives you sort of an insight into their um, personality. And it, I think it gives you a deeper understanding of the comic. And um, yeah. So it's a fun show. We need to take a deeper understanding of our sponsor, but we come back, we'll have more with terms and conditions after these messages. You're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com. Digital.com. 
book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back and we're talking to the author of Terms and Conditions, the unauthorized uh, adaptation, a graphic novel. And we've had an interesting discussion with Robert Sikoriak. And in addition to being at the Miami Book Fair on Terms and Conditions, are you also going to be talking about your other notable recent work, um, The Unquotable Trump? Yes, absolutely. Um, Tell us about I, that. All right. Well, this is this is this was maybe a less fun project for me. <laughs> um, when uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a I I'm I'm not a fan of of of, of the presidents, and if you if you see the book, you'll probably get that very quickly. Um, right before the election, I thought that I would um, I could take the many outrageous quotes that uh, that Donald Trump said during the campaign and combine them with old comic book covers and new comic book covers as well, but sort of insert him into the cover as a character sort of battling with Superman or, or um, like sort of scaring all the Adventure Time characters away or, or even put him in The Walking Dead. Uh, so I uh, thought, oh, it would, be, it would be great, quote unquote, to, to sort of put him in this new context and sort of like make him sort of have this battle of good and evil that he always speaks of. Um, but it was right before the election, and I thought, I'm so exhausted by this. The campaign was so grueling. And I was like, was. hopefully I won't have to think about it anymore. And then the next week he won, and I thought, oh, I guess I should, I guess I should do this. So um, I, put out, um, I put out a black and white uh, mini comic, like just fo- photocopied and stapled. And um, also posted the pages on Tumblr again on my website, or the website Tumblr. And uh, the response was so great. Uh, my publisher asked me to expand it into a book, so now it's a it's a color oversized forty eight page treasury edition, which is what they used to call the the uh, the oversized comic books of the seventies. Um, and it and it covers the gamut of his of his um, discussions of Mexicans and 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 war heroes and everything else from early in the campaign up until April of this year. Um, I turned the book into my publisher soon after that. So it, it, it goes from the campaign into uh, the early months of his presidency. And I tried to sort of hit all of the issues that he would deal with. Um, there's a little bit on Russia, 
Uh, Putin has a cameo, uh, but mostly it's 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 Trump expounding on his policies and his worldview. And uh, this is from the Independent. If you're one of those people who always consider comic book dialogue to be too unrealistic, bombastic, or plain silly, then real life has nothing on art when it comes to the utterances of Donald J. Trump. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that was that was a great quote. I couldn't ask for a better quote. And um, and so if people we only have a few minutes left. If people want to follow you, um, what's the best way to do it? And do you have any other appearances besides Miami coming up? Um. Oh yeah, I have. I have some. I'm actually going to Buenos Aires uh, this week. Uh, maybe too late for the for for your listeners to fly down to Buenos Aires to see me. But I'm going to a comics festival there, and then I live in New York City, so I'll be doing I'll be doing a number of events in New York and Brooklyn uh, in November and December. I think the best way to follow me would be on Twitter. Um, I'm at R and that's R S I K O R Y A K. And my website is rsikoriak.com. And we have um, information on, on Robert and uh, I'm trying to think we have your Twitter feed there. Uh, we can add that um, to our show notes, which are at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. And um, you can follow us also on um, Cyberlaw Radio for more information. Um, Rob, what is your next project, Robert? Well, I am going back to... Um, to Moby Dick, <laughs> I must I must finally capture the white whale. So uh, that's my next project. Um, what else do I have coming out? Um, oh, I actually have uh, in November. Uh, there's an anthology called the Graphic Canon of Crime and Ministry. Uh, sorry, the Graphic Canon of Crime and Mystery, and I will have in that an adaptation of the Marquis de Sade's Justine in the style of 1940s Wonder Woman covers. Um, and it'll be in full color <laughs> and it will be, it won't be R rated. It will be, it, <laughs> it touches on his themes, but it's not too explicit. <laughs> we'll, look, we'll look forward to both. I do, I do have one suggestion. I, uh -huh. I, I did a, a two week trip in Asia with you know, in the nineties and, um, rather than bringing a couple of books to read over the course of the trip, I thought I'll just bring one huge book. And so I brought Ulysses. Oh, great. And um, I didn't think so. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> I, I'm on this beach in Vietnam, and I'm str I'm struggling with it. I'm on chapter two, and this guy comes up to me, and he says um, or that he read the Vietnamese translation. And I, I just responded, good for you. Let me know when you find the English one. <laughs> and, so that if you if you could bring life to that, that would be great. There's actually a cartoonist named David Lasky who uh, does a lot of James Joyce uh, adaptations. His work is very, very smart and very funny. And he did a 16-page uh, mini-comic edition of Ulysses um, that's very, very smart. So I recommend that as a starting place. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we're running out of time. And so I want to thank you very much uh, for your time today and um, it's been really fun talking about this topic and everyone it's terms and conditions the unauthorized adaptation the graphic novel Robert Sikoriak and um, you can get it I guess in, is it in bookstores or mostly you're selling it online oh no it's in bookstores it's everywhere it's it's very well distributed yeah and it is at your in your neighborhood bookstore if that still exists 
and uh, definitely you can get it online. And uh, but don't be be sure if you are in Miami for the Miami Book Fair, um, definitely check out this um, this event. And I want to thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You're welcome, and thank you likewise. And so um, that's all we have for this week of Cyberlaw Business Report. Join us next week, and we have another edition. Um, thanks again to Money Book Fair for providing Robert to us. And until then, this is Bennett Kelly. Have a great week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.